glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play a suit right in rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. Welcome into the Put Me In Coach podcast, ladies and gents, coming at you from a pleasant Thursday evening in the district. Bobby Blanco, Tom Natale, Ian Foster with you. That is a threesome. Maybe we'll have uh, some special guests dropping by later on in the program. We've got our vino for me. Tom Natale, of course, is sipping on a Peroni. And I think Ian Foster has his good old Irish whiskey. You know it's the whiskey. Uh, <laughs> going down and we are whiskey? having a fun time on tonight's podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hope you are joining the show and subscribed either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud, wherever you get podcasts. Hopefully you are subscribed to the Put Me In Coach podcast. Did I tell you guys um, the other day when I did my Masson podcast that I almost said live on air, Put me in coach instead of massing all access. I woke up. I didn't almost say I didn't think I did, but I woke up to a DM on uh, Twitter from a uh, a Nats fan that said, hey, uh, I think you used the wrong intro for your podcast yesterday. Just want to let you know. And I was I like, it's one of those things we know, like, remember, like when you woke up and then like at the middle of the night in school and like, oh, my God, I totally forgot to do that homework. Course. It was that feeling, but like at like six a.m. in the morning, I was like, "Holy shit!" Did I really say put me in coach on my <laughs> on my work podcast? But it's a Freudian slip. One, I did not, uh, and two, they were talking about the intro music, and that's a whole different topic. Uh, but I had a sincere, like, honest to god, panic attack the other morning because someone thought that I thought that I had said put me in coach instead of Moss and all access, but I did not. For I am no, a professional. No good, For I am so young that I have two podcasts and I do them well. <laughs> I'm so I'm so proud of that one. That was good. It might proud be. You. That's got to be a top three, if not top two. Uh, All right. Yeah, we got a pack show tonight. We are going to actually. We teased this last week. We're going to, uh, and by we I mean Ian and I, um, with Tom being our our uh, Adam Silver, I guess. Uh, we're going to be MC slash Adam Silver slash slash Mel Kuyper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but we're going to be drafting the NBA All-Stars uh, just as they did tonight. Uh, LeBron and KD, who will not be playing, but uh, they drafted their All-Star teams. I think Bradley Beal ended up on KD's team. team. KD. Yep. Yep. Um, First-time starter. So we'll be drafting not just the starters, but also the reserves. We'll be making up our teams. And then ideally, Tom will be able to try to plug those teams into NBA 2K and run a sim and maybe see who comes out on top, which will be pretty interesting. But to start the show, I'm not sure if I can multitask that, but it's. I mean, it's, you don't have to do it right now. Do I'm it tomorrow <laughs> and report yeah. back. It's not a very immediate. Of course, of course, Tom's mind just immediately goes to it. Let's do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, don't be up till four in the morning doing a 2K simulation. You can. You're uh, asking me to play NBA 2K to 4 a.m. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you haven't before. Uh, but yeah. to start. Uh, of course, you know, 
talk of this town is the Washington football team NFL free agency. I think is a week away, right, Tom? March March seventeenth is when it starts. All right, so thirteen day, two weeks away, thirteen days away. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and things are getting. I don't want to say like it's not like the hot stove. It's not getting. It's not heating up, but it's getting frisky because. Yeah, I think the NFL is different than a lot of leagues because there's that set deadline of free agency opening, and I think you know there's a there's this period between like baseball, for example, free agency mm-hmm. starts ten days after the World Series. NFL, we are now going to be what two months away from the Su- Super Bowl, so there's that large chunk of time for players and teams basically to decide what they're going to do already. So it's yes. all there's a lot already written on the walls. Now it's yep. just kind of weeding through it and all like the actual protocol of it getting it done. And then uh, I think this was yesterday, Diana Rusini. I'm just going to read her tweet. Um, just text with an NFL head coach about the upcoming cuts and what he expects. Quote, it's going to be a massacre next week all around the league. Um, and that's because the salary cap went down. Um, and this is going to financially hamstring uh, almost like half of the league, I think. So we are about to see, you know, a free agency frenzy, unlike anything we've seen before. Um, And what's incredible about this is the football team is in good financial standing, about to be even in better financial standing once Alex Smith is eventually released, which will then then put us in the top five of salary cap plus. Is that bad? What does that mean? Should I break it? I think that's good. I don't believe it. I still, I, what, when's the last time we've been in good cap position? Oh, I mean, yeah. well, all right. Let's let's backtrack. I mean, we were hit with uh, the death penalty. Yep. Which was ten, bullshit. Mom. Ten years bullshit. ago? Was that ten years that ago? Was, that was the year after RG3, so it was 2013. Okay. So eight years ago. Yeah. So was it before? Maybe you're right. Anyways. Anyways, it's been probably at least 10 years, if not more. Yeah. And think of all the stupid, stupid free agent signings that we've made to put us like, just when you think you were out of it, they bring you right back in. (laughs) (laughs) Albert Hainsworth trading for Donovan McNabb, just a bunch of bullshit moves. I don't Uh, care what you say. Adam Archuleta was a gem. Yeah, I'm so sure. <laughs> and Ryan Clark's a pro bowler. Even going back to what Bruce Smith. Who wasn't that bad. He wasn't that bad, but I mean, didn't he cost a lot? I was he did. all of three he years old. Like, he was but older. Least, but he, but he, still, he still put up some, some sacks. The, the best free agent signing in Redskins history. I will die on this grave is London Fletcher. 59 that's, all day. That's not even a question. Like yep. there's... There, there's no who here. Who also doesn't get enough credit is Pierre Garcon. That was one of the few times we signed, we overpaid for someone and it worked out. But I don't yep. think we didn't overpay for London, though. No, we so, didn't. I no. Mean, that was, we got him for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, and then plus the value we got. I mean, that was that was a double jackpot. Then he was just leading the league in tackles. Casually, and, and not a pro bowler. Leagues in tackles in fucking whatever. Ray Rice numbers yeah. with two pro bowls. <laughs> Ray Rice, Ray Lewis. God damn it. I went to drink beforehand. So, hey, like I said, at the top of the show, we got Deals vino, up. we got whiskey, we got Italian beer. Pepperoni. So, Mike, Ray Rice, those numbers. 
right now, Washington has $40 million in cap space. By releasing Alex Smith, I believe that's another $19 million that's going to free up from it, um, which then would put us in third overall for the amount of cap space. Oh. On that oh, I'm sorry. No, fourth. Apologies. I mean, so we would have $59 million in cap space, and only the Patriots, Jets, and Jaguars are above that. It's not only that, but it's it's obviously we talked about how we've never been in this position, but how many years have we also seen our most hated rivals? Be, like the Eagles have been in the top five for so long, and now they're in ca- salary cap hell. Bobby, and, they are 31st out of 32. Give it to me. Give it to <laughs> me so hard. And then now you're also talking about the Dallas Cowboys who are going to either – cough up a fortune for Dak Prescott, which he will deserve, but also hurt their salary. They're also giving so much money to Amari Cooper. uh, Or they're also rumored to maybe trade for Russell Wilson, who's even going to be worse. So it's like, give me all of this right now, please and thank you. The Giants only have $6 million in cap space right now. I mean, obviously, this is how it looks in this present moment. Again, what what Diana Rossini alluded to is it's going to be a shit show, essentially, um, when all these cuts are made. Um, but really right now, really for the first time in our fandom, in my opinion, I mean, this is, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Dak, but right now on paper, we're better than Philly. We're better than the giants and, you know, a healthy Dak with those wide receivers and Zeke. I mean, they are going to be scary. Um, Depending on what they do on the quarterback position. Yes. But right now, I mean, this is the best situation financially that this team has ever been and with a young talent. And not to, I mean, not to mention defending division champions. Yeah, right now is the time to be aggressive. This is what good teams this is what good teams do is when they if they see a window, put your chips in. If you think now, how much are we gonna have to pay for Brandon Sheriff? That's the real question. So uh, I'm getting to that actually. I oh, was that on the run now? Yep. I um it actually wasn't so, but it wasn't. Oh, I didn't mention him by name. Yeah, but. on Tom's specific rundown, not not the <laughs> one not the one he shared with us. So yes, yeah, so we we got to resign a few players, um, and then we are devoid of some playmakers on both sides of the ball. So I kind of went down a rabbit hole in terms of who who should we resign, who should we sign, and are there any trade um, opportunities that we could we could go with. So what I was just going to start with the players that I think we should resign. And right now, the, if Brandon Sheriff were to be franchise tagged, would it make around $18 million? I do not think we should franchise tag him again. Right guys? No. So but that worked out so well before. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is you sign Brandon Sheriff to five years, $75 million. That's 15 million annually. Yeah. Probably in the highest paid guard. In Say one more again. What's that? Say it again. Five years, $75 million, $15 million annually. What is Zach Martin getting paid? That is a good question. He got drafted after Sheriff, right? Yeah. He's six years, 84. Oh, shit. He's, he might be better than Zach Martin. I think Zach Martin's better, personally. But okay. 
So five years, 75 is, is close. Um, all right. The next Wait, one. where did you get that number? The what? five year 75. Did you make that up or where'd you get? You said, yeah, I made it up. Okay. He's a GM, bro. Yep. And then the next signing I'm making, <clears throat> he's not eligible to be a free agent this season, but I am writing a big contract to Jonathan Allen. He's going to be our captain leader and best interior defensive lineman for the now and into the future. Six years, $70 million. Yeah. You think that gets it done? You think it'd be, it might be more, right? I think, it, I think it's going to be more. I hope or, sign, or sign this six year, $70 million and you're set. Yeah. You um, next. I am re-signing Ronald Darby to a modest three years, $21 million um, and $21 million contract, $7 million annually. I can get he deserves it. I can get behind that. Yep, 100%. And then lastly, I feel like we just got to see it through with him. I got to figure out if Ruben Foster can play or not. Here's a one-year incentive-laden, one-year prove-it deal, $2.5 million. Let's see if we can you know, hit on something here. I mean, we've been waiting two years to see if this former – First round pick, a guy we almost took at 17 overall that when which Jonathan Allen fell on a lapse. We made the right decision. Oh yeah. Yeah. We we're just talking about how much money we would dish him. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I'd I'd absolutely sign him to a one year deal for So that. I mean, just to play devil's advocate and, and mm-hmm. spice up the conversation, like I think I wanna say it was JP Finley, but I could be wrong. But oh, you saw yeah, he was basically saying like why? There's no, there's just no reason to bring him back. Uh, he hasn't played it down. He's been hurt the past two years. Uh, I get that. Like, just move on. And, and also, I don't know if this is actually part of JP's point, but this is something that I build off of. It's like, you're also right on the precipice of being, I mean, they are an elite defense, but you're a linebacker away, like a proven linebacker away from being mm-hmm. like elite, elite defense why not just go get that instead of taking a gamble on Ruben Foster? Well, I mean, our base defense, even though we're not in it as much as 4-3, so we – I mean, there are a lot of times where we need three linebackers on the field. So, I mean, I feel like Cole Holcomb should not lead the field at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's good enough to play three downs, in my opinion. I mean, um, Ruben Foster is obviously like a former first-round pick, so he's – I mean, as a yeah. linebacker, so he's – Talent's there. The talent's there. It's the health questions, it's the off-the-field issues – Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying I'm against it. I, I think I would agree with you if it's that cheap and that mm-hmm. incentive laden. Yeah, why the fuck not? I mean, who else is going to give him a chance at this point, right? What, yeah. what have we paid him by, like so far? What have we paid him? Yeah. I think like the minimum salary. It's it's been very little, but I just feel like we're pot committed with him, right? I think. Term- I think don't. Uh, this might be completely wrong, but don't quote me on it. But I think if you're like injured like he is, and he, you're on the like on the IR. Like mm-hmm. you get, you earn the league minimum, not like what your contract says. I hope so. And then if that's the case, why not fucking run it back? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. That's all I put down to be re-signed. I mean, I know when you think about Brandon Sheriff, he deserves to be, you know, arguably the highest paid guard in the league at this point. Um, but there's always a connotation with, you know, interior linemen that, you you know, you don't need to spend an arm and a leg on these guys. They're a dime a dozen. Um, you know, is it 
you know, responsible of this organization to write $75 million to a right guard. What Baldy, Baldy breakdown, he, he said, he said, fucking throw the money. I was going to say, I would do what I'd do whatever it takes to keep him on this team. You need at least, he said, you need at least one dog on the, on the O line. Mm -hmm. And that dude is a dog. Like, I'm, I'm so happy that he got all pro, but I was so yeah. Mad at it at the same <laughs> yeah, time. yeah. I just it's drove like, up his price. Oh, what a what a slap and then like oh, caress you in the face type thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Per JP Finley, I asked Baldy NFL Brian Baldwin uh, about Brandon Sheriff. Quote: I want him on my team. You got to have at least one dog up front. I would do everything I could to keep Sheriff in town. Baldy's Baldy's words are worth its weight in gold. I, I love Baldy. And yeah. I mean, what was Trent the last person that we ponied up for a, a tackle? Mm -hmm. and, yep. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, yes, it, it's more complicated, but I, I just think you don't let too, not too often do you let an all pro first round talent, what he was fourth overall, fifth, fifth. That homegrown just walk out the door. Yeah. And not to mention he's a captain. Like he is he's a big presence in the locker room too. And, and he wants the beer. And he yeah. wants the beer. And I was gonna say, I think him and his family have like now pretty deep roots in the city. Like yeah. I think they're very involved in the community now. So I mean every I mean, we can say that about a lot of players, but I, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think you know. Mike Rizzo, I, I'm sorry, I'm always going to draw a comparison to baseball now that since baseball is back up, but Mike Rizzo always says, you know, it takes two to tango, right? Yeah. Like, he referencing when, like, uh, how Steven Strasburg came back and Anthony Rendon left, and then applying that to signing Juan Soto down the future. But, like, it takes two to tango. You got to want the player back, and the player wants to be here. I think Sheriff wants to be here, and the team wants him back. And if mm -hmm. that's the case, you can make it work. There's some flexibility there, I would like to think. Okay. All right. Now that um, doesn't mean you should sell him short. Like he deserves yeah, to be paid. He, he deserves. He deserves money. He deserves to be paid yeah. as one of the best, if not the best, guard in the league. Mm -hmm. But he was also he was injured for most of his. Yeah, second and or that's third what year. Might draw that that price price point down is that he hasn't played a full sixteen game season, and I, I don't remember um, if he ever did. I don't think he ever did. Did he as a rookie? Maybe. Let's see. He picked. He picked a great year to get. To, he did. He, he Joe Flacco. To have us. his best year. He Joe Flacco does, and I don't think it was his best year. It was just he got the most recognition. He played sixteen in his rookie year and in the year after twenty sixteen, but since then fourteen, eight, eleven, and thirteen. Got it. Um, I didn't include this, but I feel like God. Uh, I want to include add Nick Sunberg to the list. He gets a lifetime contract with this team. Forever. Thank you. Lifetime. Forever. <laughs> him lifetime. and Tress. Him and, and Tress. we want to party with him. Him and Tressway. Oh. You ain't going nowhere. Ever. I, like if I it's crazy, but if you were to go into a room of the of the of the fucking position groups, special teams might be the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like are you yeah, okay. Do I want to sit in with – you know I want to sit in with the D-line, obviously. But then there's that special teams group over there who just wants to play <laughs> ping pong. 
and Tressway with Nick Sunberg. And boot the shit out of footballs. Like, like uh, you can't tell me that Tressway isn't going to want to play putterball with us for like nine hours. You know he is. <laughs> that picture of them wearing those old school starter jackets. Mm-hmm. So sized. I want one of those. I want that. When, uh, when I was at the VIP and I just I just yelled Tress and he's like, hey, what's up, man? I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I've been calling everybody. Why don't you make Tress your background picture instead of Dwayne? I didn't get a picture. I just talked to him. He was like, I just talked to him. Don't you it put was... that you're evil on him. Did you run to go text Umo? <laughs> My tre- my trust my trust picture my tray picture is better. Now Especially now, now that he's a goddamn legend. Right, he's the legend. Um, all right, you ready for the guys? I'm, I want to sign. I got one too. So yeah. All right. I actually did um, some homework. This connection just is incredibly ob- obvious to me. He's coming off of a career year in Carolina, and that is their wide receiver Curtis Samuel. You can plug him into the slot, get creative with him in the red zone. He even run, ran the ball a number of times this past season. Um, he is a weapon. He's good in space and obviously um, has familiarity with this offense with Scott Turner. I am signing Curtis Samuel a four-year deal for $50 million. I can get yes. that too, yeah. That's, that's honestly, of all the wide receivers, I think that's who we're going to get, and I hope we get him. That makes it just it makes too much sense. It makes I would love much. Allen Robinson, obviously. But Anyone would. Curtis Samuel just it sits there. It makes way too much sense. He yeah. he fits the system. Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, when you think about it, like, no. it's, would you want Curtis Samuel? I mean, would you want Allen Robinson or Curtis Samuel for probably half the price? Curtis, Curtis Samuel, Samuel, half the price. Yeah, everyone wants Allen Robinson. He's the best. I mean, also this this is a deep free agent receiver market mm-hmm. so it's like yeah. I, you can hit pretty much i mean you have a good chance of hitting no matter who you can see I, I think curtis samuel's got a really good opportunity here because i mean a lot of free agents are like i i want to make as much money as i can and yes. i guess that. and, and that's why they're testing free agency i want I, I totally understand that i mean if your goal in your professional career is to make as much as you possibly can so your grandchildren don't have to work then that is i understand um, but Curtis Samuel has an opportunity not only to make to cash in, but also go to an offense where he knows he has a role and he knows he can fit. Because how many of these large deals that we see each and every year, it just doesn't fit, it doesn't work, and the next year they're out of the job. We also just watched him torch us. Torched us. <laughs> With- uh, coming off of his season, 77 catches, 851 yards receiving, three touchdowns. He also ran the ball. 41 times, um, had a 4.9 yards per carry average, ran two touchdowns. I mean, again, he's just – he's an athlete. And uh, I want more of those, please. Ian, the reason yeah. I got excited is because I just had an image in my mind of Taylor Heineke just dropping dimes to Curtis Samuel and <laughs> Scary Terry. Give me all of that. <laughs> I mean, but think about it because he's also a Swiss Army knife. You put McKissick um, – Gibson. Um, I mean, yeah, Antonio Gibson with Terry and Curtis Samuel. I mean, that's those are four mismatches. Like if yes. they're playing, if they're going against man coverage, okay, like one of those guys is going to win. Yeah, what are you going to do? And Scott Turner is very cute with his offense. He's going to figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you go to a zone, okay, cool. We'll flood one side, and then what are you going to do then? Because they're all like they're not. Good luck. How big is Curtis Samuel? I mean, they're not like scary big guys, but they're fucking shifty as hell and tough. 
that catch pause in traffic. I love that. Um, the next contract I'm signing, I am getting us a free safety for Christ's sake. That's um, what I had from the New Orleans Saints, Marcus Williams. That's what I had. Thirty-five million. <laughs> How much? How much? Four years, thirty-five million. Oh, uh, folks. That's awesome. That's who I had. I only saw, I I had him because I saw the ESPN Plus thing today about which free agent matches up best with each franchise. I saw that. Twenty four years old. Um, I know he's most remembered for that um, Minneapolis miracle, but um, he he's been a, a really really solid player for New Orleans ever since he he came to the league. So even yeah, that year he had a great year. He did. It, there's just the one play, and we talked about one it on the, on the show. It was just like he just had that one mess up because I even think we talked about it. he actually had a pretty good game that game. He did, and then he just had the one mess up where he went for the ball when he should have gone for stuff on. Well, the whole thing is he went against a Turk, and that was and his you, own. You know, that's that's. Yeah. I am. You can't blame me for that. Turk. And and the last guy I am getting to play Jeremy Sprinkle's role as a blocking tight end. Please give me a tight end that can also block. That is 31-year-old Kyle Rudolph, one year, $4.5 million. Taking Kirky's guy? Taking Kirky's guy, a guy that can block and, you know, doesn't need to you know, need a lot of targets to keep him happy. So One year how much? $4.5 million. He yeah. was paid $9 million last year, so you get half of that. It's almost like I'm a real estate agent. Half weird. <laughs> oh, this is why you have some- halfway. Where the fuck is Porter, little bitch? I didn't even introduce him at the top of the show. Sorry, Sorry, Porter. Um, You know, this still allows Logan Thomas to blossom more and grow as a tight end and not take targets and snaps away from him. And Kyle Rudolph knows he's at the end of his career. And, you know, tight ends do really, really well in this offense. I mean, you can ask Greg Olson that. You can now ask Logan Thomas that. I mean, there is still a role for two tight ends in this offense. And then in addition to that, that allows us to draft one also. So, you know, you want to get the best tight end in the third or fourth round. You can groom him and not, not have to rely on that guy to play meaningful snaps. That's a good goal. So what is your number one move out of all of those? Like if you could only make one of those moves. Um, out of the free agency signings? Yeah. Probably Curtis Samuel. I, I really think we need another pass catcher. What about what do you guys think? Oh, I'm 100% in on Curtis Samuel. That's the receiver that I thought we were going to get, mm-hmm. and I hope we and I hope we get him. Kyle Rudolph. That's actually I never thought about that. Like when they when he got released, of course Redskins Twitter went fucking or football team Twitter yeah. was nothing. And I never thought about it more being a blocking tight end, but no Curtis Samuel all day. Him paired with Terry and Gibson, that could be really good. Not to, I yeah. mean, and not to mention Kyle Rudolph is really good in the red zone. You fucking already is. When's the last time we had somebody like that in the red zone? Jordan Jordan Reed. No, that Malcolm, one year. Malcolm Kelly. Malcolm Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one year Jordan right. Reed went off. He had like. Every touchdown in the red zone. Now, there is one other section, and those are trades, and I have two. And I got a bit of a bombshell. Kind of a bombshell. So, and maybe I was inspired by the 
Wizards Rockets trade if for speak, one shitty contract for another shitty contract. If the words Terry McLaurin come out of your mouth, so help me God. I would never, ever, ever do that. I am trading Landon Collins, a third round pick, and a conditional 2022 incentive laden pick to the New York Jets for CJ Mosley and Sam Darnold. Wow. That will be so, a. That is a Landon show. Collins, CJ Mosley are about the same age. Uh, Landon's 27, Mosley's 28. Both of them bad contracts. Landon Collins, six for 84. CJ Mosley, five for 85. Um, we have a major need at linebacker. Yeah. The Jets have a major need at safety since they traded Jamal Adams. Um, trade one shitty contract for the next, not to mention Cameron Curl is better. He needs to be on the field at yeah. all times. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you do that, then you, that paves the way for to go get Marcus Williams. Yeah. And then that also puts Marcus Williams at um, free safety and keeps Cam Curl at strong safety. Yep. We are only giving up the, the third-round pick that we got in the Trent Williams deal, so we still keep our third. And then getting a young quarterback with high upside on a cheap deal for two years, and let's see what we can get out of him. And if it doesn't work with Sam Darnold, we didn't pay pay a lot of money to get him, and then we didn't give up a lot of draft capital to get him. And you got C.J. Mosley. And you got C.J. Mosley, a plug-and-play, you know, former Pro Bowl linebacker that's coming off of an injury, and I don't think he played last year because of um, whether it was COVID or another injury. But, I mean, Landon Collins is coming off of an Achilles. Also so. another Alabama player. Yeah. So. You know. C.J. Mosley, yeah. No, you I were know, Alabama. You were Redskins. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I have a weird interest in Sam Darnold. I know he hasn't played. You do. At the same time, as a Redskins football team fan, yeah, yeah, how often right. do we say, well, yeah, look look at the situation he's in. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold is in is in the worst situation in the entire NFL. Yeah. I, I don't even think that's up for debate. Like, he really is. And I, I again, I know he wasn't great, but this is a risk where we're not giving up a lot and you can still have a QB competition between the three of them and see what it pans out. And if it doesn't, you're, you don't hamstring yourself in the future. So to counteract that, I did a little bit more. Because we have some amazing interior defensive linemen, I am trading Matt Ioannidis to the Buffalo Bills for their second-round pick. Get out. Just for a second-rounder? Get out. DeAndre Hopkins was a second was worth the second-round pick. Well, Bill O'Brien was the dumbest coach alive. <laughs> I just love Ioannidis. That's what I was saying. You get out. I know, but, I mean, if we're signing Jonathan Allen, and I think Deron Payne. No, is, I agree. I mean, we, we can't play all three of them at the same time. Like Tim Settle is also. Yeah. Amazing. And that, and that gives him an opportunity to play more and not to mention I and hasn't, he's been hurt two years in a row. Yeah. Tim Settle has a better percentage than all of our starters. Mm-hmm. So guys, what do you think about my trades? I am not as high on Sam Darnold as you. I, would I welcome yeah. him? Yes. Would I have questions 
Concerns? Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I've said this multiple times, I'm okay going into next year with Heineke and Kyle Allen. I'm still waiting for my The Legend of Taylor Heineke t-shirt to arrive. And I'm not even kidding. So, quarterback, if it's not of the elite status, I'm not that high on. Or it's not all that high on my priority list, I should say. I'm obviously, yeah. I'm obviously like very interested in upgrading because mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't think like, I mean, I love them and I think that they'll do okay, but I don't think Heineke or Kyle Allen can like lead this team to a Super Bowl. No. So an upgrade would be welcomed, but I also don't, to me, it's just not the priority. So the going after Sam Darnold isn't like, I'm not shooting it down completely. I'm just saying it's not a, Top of my priority list, I can get behind it, but like I wouldn't be my first thought. And then, I mean, I think Grand Daniel talking about this today. Like, at some point, this defensive line is so strong, and ha- as much as we hate to say, it, the smartest move has got to be at some point trading at least something, one piece away, because it's just too strong. Yeah. Like you have to yeah. use we're not that. Gonna, we can't pay all of them. No, you're not going to be able to pay all yeah. of them. And if we're going to pay Jonathan Allen, if you're going to try to pay. Deron Payne the year after that. And Chase Young the year after that. Chase Young two years after that. I mean I don't think we'll get to two years for Chase. But anyways, I so I think the I and I just makes sense. It does. But yeah, I mean, and coming off an injured year, he might be the one. Well, I mean, we could probably get a first round pick for Deron Payne. Would you rather That's trade what I was him? gonna say? It's so tough. It's so tough. <laughs> like, With, it's, like we, have, problem to have. we have so it's a great problem to have. I actually I actually like your Darnold trade. I actually like it. I like it too. But first I of mean, all, I think all your trades, I think all your trades are great. I think I mean you, you you're the GM. <laughs> there there's no question about that. Thank you. But Darnold I would take. With the CJ Mosley, with all of that, Ionitis, yeah, you trade him for get him for a pick. I think if we can get a second round pick for him, that is a guy that hasn't played. It's been injury prone two years in a row. That's I'll take it. And you do the Belichick style, so you draft him in the fifth round mm-hmm. or fourth round, fifth round, and then you then you turn him for a fucking second rounder or a first rounder. Yep, and may and maybe a late round. You know. Yep. And then I even I even put like an incentive thing with Darnold, for example, like, okay, if he starts 16 games, um, then we'll, you get a fifth round in 2022. So you go to the playoffs, you get a fourth. If we, you know, I, I've seen trades structured to that. And you, you know, it was Kuiper when I listened to him in Todd's podcast, he said that they both have a higher grade on Darnold than any other quarterback coming out of this draft other than Trevor Lawrence. Yep. I mean, Darnold he's, looked he's like. He's supposed two, to be really good. Yeah, he looked to be the safest pick um, from a couple of seasons ago. He just is went in to the, the worst spot. He went to the worst possible spot with maybe the and worst then he coach got in Adam Gase. <laughs> like, yeah, it got worse. <laughs> yeah. It got worse. The yeah, new it, hires like, oh no, don't, don't worry, we're we're bringing in a fucking quarterback guru. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. His name is Adam Gase. 
I, I mean, would you rather do that? Or, you know, here's a third round pick for apparently because um, was it. Um, oh, my God, I can't remember his name. Um, that said, we, we have expressed interest in Mariota. And we even like inquired with the Jets. I mean, with the Raiders to potentially get him too. I like I like the Mariota for fi- what, what would you pay fifty mil for a year, which, which is what we wanted to pay Kirk to begin with, and we didn't do it because we're done and now it's only gone up. <laughs> did you see? Sorry, just a little tangent, but did you see? I don't. I didn't see who actually wrote it, but NBC. I think it was NBC's yeah. Washington. Being like, well, you know what? Be- in hindsight, they the Washington football team should have played Kirk Cousins. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I'll well, take no shit. Thanks for wasting my time and with that click. That was the dumbest article. I was <laughs> like, everyone fucking knows that. And if you don't, it means you're RG3. They don't because did you read the comments on that thing? No. Because there are every single person was bitching about it. Kirk saying, haters. oh no, it's it's dumb as shit. And guaranteed 80% of them didn't even read the Could article. Could you? Oh my god. Could you imagine Kirk Cousins behind this defense? Fucking A. I mean, all we've wanted is just adequacy since he left. It's so hard to ask. Just adequacy. It's too much. Like, just be medium. <laughs> you know, but I, I like the idea of Sam Darnold because I feel like you are getting someone with a high upside for... Honor still in Rick not as, Yeah, because, again, I just... Look, if we break the internet tomorrow and, and acquire Deshaun Watson somehow... Like, I mean, it would be impossible not to be excited about that because Deshaun Watson's on a – like, he, if he plays like at this, he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. But, I mean, he's going – what it's going to acquire to get him, it's just going to wreck your team for the future. Um, it would be like the Sheriff All-Pro type yeah. season where you get the slap and the fucking caress. It's like you're so excited, but, oh, that hurts. Yeah. yeah. I, and it's I, – I just don't – like honestly, I'd rather go this conservative route. Yeah, me getting too. Marietta, me getting Mariota, getting a Sam Darnold, um, especially this year. We just proved that we can win. Albeit we were seven and nine, but we still won a division title with adequacy at quarterback. If not a little less, four quarterbacks. Four quarterbacks. You throw in Sam Darnold, and again, I'm not shooting down your Sam Darnold dude because I can get behind that too. You throw in Darnold, you throw in Mariota, anyone like that. That's an upgrade from what whatever just happened last year. And I still I mean, think we can replicate what we just did with either Heineke or a healthy Kyle Allen. But obviously Mariota and Darnold are both leaps and bounds better than both of those guys. Yeah. I mean, and even if you get Sam Darnold, if you want to draft a quarterback, draft another one. Like, I mean, I know there wouldn't be room for four. But- I, I'm also just so much in the mindset of, Good quarterback play like elevates everyone else. Like yes. it, having an adequate quarterback makes the need to go. You know, getting an adequate quarterback means you don't have to go get Allen Robinson. You can not settle might be the wrong word, but you can settle with Curtis Samuel. I mean, look, we we had um, a thousand. He yard makes everyone else better with no talent around him. We had probably the best rookie running back in the league. Um, before he got hurt. Ian, are you watching the um, Heat and Pelicans too? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, took, I took some live bets, sorry. They, uh, they like to, they, they're really good on defense. I like watching them play. Um, and, they, and they pass the ball really well. Who? They do. The, the Pelicans. The Pelicans? Uh, let's see, the, Pel- the Pelicans I like to watch because of the passing. Heat mm-hmm. are fucking ridiculous with their defense. Yep. Might have- 
he's good. Um, but what, what I was just thinking was, I mean, we, we got a thousand yard receiver. We got a thousand yard running back. We have one of the best pass catching running backs in McKissick in the league. And then you, you got, you found gold out of Logan Thomas. I mean, like there are, I feel like there's proof in the pudding that this scheme works. You just need someone good to run it. And I mean, Dwayne Haskins was so bad that he didn't even make it the whole season. Yeah. Um, so amazing. it's amazing how wrong we were on him. We're so unbelievable. And, and even with the addition of Curtis Samuel, you can still draft another guy. Um, and then you have really good depth in Cam Sims. And then we are forgetting about Kelvin Harmon. I mean, Kelvin Harmon had a bring really earlier, yeah. rookie season. I know he had the torn ACL. Um, but I mean, he's going to be great for depth purposes. Same with Cam Sims. So, um, and that's, that, you know, that allows that gives us young, controllable depth. And then, you know, if we even spend a first round pick on a receiver, you could still sign another guy and it makes sense. Yeah, And that ties into my idea about quarterback position. I, I think you can not only get by, but do well because obviously Terry, I think Kelvin Harmon, we saw him a couple of years ago before he got towards ACL. He looked really mm-hmm. good. Cam Sims made such a gigantic leap this past season. He did. He did. And, and that was with a hobbled Alex Smith, uh, mm-hmm. or, um, Taylor Heineke. When, so I, I um, think there's a path to get got by. Hurt, when McLaurin got hurt, Cam Sims was the best receiver on this team the last month of the season. You see Terry is playing with two, not one, but two sprained ankles in the later half of the season. Love that, yeah. One on each. <laughs> Brutal. Wait, not, not two on one? No. <laughs> I, that's so how that, it was written. The, the Terry McLaurin slander versus DK Metcalf is one of my all-time fucking nitpicks. They, it infuriates me. This is going to be worse than the John Wall is not the best, one of the best point guards in the NBA one. Well, especially in the East, that's exactly what it is. Because like in the NBA, at that point, be, okay, all right. You got Chris Paul over there, you got the – but he's the best in the East. This is now John Wall versus Kyrie. But Ian, Isaiah Thomas dropped 30 a game. Tom, if I could kick you off this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And where, where is he now? Out of the league. Out of the league. God. I um, but, I mean, and again, we're just throwing all these names out hypothetically, and this is before – all of these other guys are going to become available. So it's going to be like one of the most interesting free agency periods ever. Um, For this team. We have money to spend. And cool. I mean, theoretically, so, supposedly we have a head coach and front office that knows what they're doing. So no, did. Yeah, it's a good thing they didn't fire a whole fucking group without letting them know you know you know it's a good idea is rather than promote the best talent evaluator we've had since bobby bethard let's hire two guys to do the same job who have a subpar record (laughs) i like them both together as opposed to just one yes i agree 100 there's i don't think there's an argument about that but would you rather them combined or kyle smith kyle all day yeah, probably Kyle. 
But I mean, we'll see because this we'll is see. this is what uh, they're both named fucking Marty. I forget which one would. The older white dude. <laughs> this is what he's supposed to be here for. He's supposed to be the budget guy. And they're both H's too, which is so fucked it's up. so annoying. Mayhew, right? Yeah. And then Mayhew, Mayhew and Herney. And Herney. Mayhew's the older Her- dude. Herney's the Carolina, no? Aren't they both Carolina? No, um, I think Herney's the Carolina guy. Mayhew was the one from San Fran. San Francisco. Okay. I think. I don't know. Anyways, but they both they they both did work at Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the older dude, who's the guy who's above, he's supposed to be like the budget guy. He was supposed to brought in here to be like he's the one that's supposed to manage the salary cap, and the finances. That's his mo. Let's, but he sucked at it. Let's see it. No, but he sucked at no, it. No, I know. But like that that was one of his worst fucking parts about being a GM. That's what I don't understand. This doesn't make sense. They, Carolina led the league in dead cap space for years because of his decisions. But he's working. He's working. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on to the the rink. Impressive win last night. We just please remember we must beat Boston and everything. We're not gonna so be much. fucking sunk this year. Uh, Ovi got fined. They got a, a phone call from Dude. the commissioner's office today, didn't he? Good. Good. Fuck that kid. That Did you see my gift today? That guy is on the list. <laughs> I'm adding that fucker to the list. Him and Marshand and Crosby, they're all on the list. Um, I, I saw Grant uh, tweet that he, I, fa- I now found the second most hated player in the league. Oh, my God. I hate him so much. And I, I, dude, I didn't know who he was before the second period last night, and now Don't I we hate play him. Them tomorrow again? Yeah, in Boston again. Back to back, back to back, back to back. I can't tell if that soundbite makes me sad because we didn't go back to back, or if it still gets me jacked up. I think it still gets me going. I think a little bit of a little bit of a, a little bit of B. Yeah, but we weren't fucking sucked that year. But yeah, so we go get so, dude. Oh God. I was either of you watching live when it happened. No, I wasn't. Oh my God. I was cracking up and no one just picture me in my living room, watching the game, laughing to myself because Megan was in the kitchen with her AirPods and listening to a a, a podcast. So no one heard me laugh, but I was, (laughs) uh, she's listening to some like random facts podcast. I don't even know. Uh, it's called, the same ones. Yeah, you you don't know about that or something like that? Is that what's called? I don't know. Anyways, but I watched the whole thing live. The guy's trying to fight Ovi, and like he like literally throws his glove off and grabs Ovi by the thing. And you can read Ovi's like he's like, I don't know, I'm, I'm not gonna fight you. Who are you? <laughs> like so fucking glorious. And then in the third period, the guy's just cross-checking the whole time, gets a penalty called, and Ovi just whacks the shit out of him in the nuts. <laughs> and he just drops to the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. It was glorious. I was cracking up. I don't even care that he went to the penalty box. I don't even care that he got fined. I was like, that fucker deserved every second of it. To quote D2, two minutes, well worth it. Well worth it. So worth it. Oh Wait, my God! Uh, devil's guy. advocate. If that was Crosby, how much would be would be ripping him right now? 
we would be ripping him. Oh, for hitting the guy in the in the nuts? For, for yeah. saying, I'm not going to fight, and then fucking nut checking you? I know it's different. I know it's completely different. Yeah. But just devil's advocate. You. Could you imagine? I see what you're saying. We do like a 15-minute segment on that. That's true. But to play devil's advocate to your devil's advocate... Crosby isn't hasn't fought anyone in his career. Ovi at least has yes, a history. Has. Yes, he has. But Ovi has a much better history of fighting than Crosby does. So I will give Crosby this. He has a he has great actual fucking base. Like he stay he stays. Yeah, he doesn't get knocked over. He's tiny and he's a little bitch. That's why. Well, yeah, he's a little fucking. I was about to drop a C bomb on here. <laughs> <laughs> but the Ovi thing. I, I still say he didn't fight him because of last year when he beat the shit out of that rookie. Oh my god, he like, killed him! He oh, that beat was bad. The shit out of that. And rookie. they referenced that on the broadcast because, and then he got shit on for for so long because he it's like Ovechkin. You don't fight, but you beat the shit out of this little fucking rookie nobody. But Ovi has fought before. That's what I'm saying. He has a there's a history of Ovi actually fighting. Yeah, obviously hasn't done it in his <clears> older <throat> years. But I don't remember. I mean, Crosby has maybe had half the fights that Ovi has in his career. I mean, it's close. Superstars don't fight. Yeah, but that's, I'm saying, that's what we always praised Ovi for is that he he's a superstar. He's not supposed to fight, but he still does. He, oh, he doesn't. When not was anymore, but he that, used to. Before that fight, when was the last time we saw him fight? In the playoffs, 2018. Fuck off. Yeah, he got. didn't he get in a... No, no, maybe not 20, the year at 2019. He got in a fight with Carolina. He did. Did he? Yeah. God, I hate Carolina so much now. I hate them so much. Yeah. Yeah. He got in a fight with the guy that um, that cheap uh, that knocked Oshi out. Yeah. Oh. uh, Okay. 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 I'm I'm watching it right now. Yeah. I also hate that. I also hate that fucker too. (laughs) All of them. But how many fights has been in his career? I don't. I don't. Do they even count fights? Is there like a stat for that? There's gotta be. A history of Alex. That was 2019. Yeah, Ooh, oh, yeah. He he beat him up really bad. <laughs> Wait, that was the rookie though, right? That was the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, that's the one I was. That's the one we were talking about. What What about before that? Mm. Not sure. I don't know. I don't know where. The... <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, Caps be the also. It would not have been nearly as funny if the Caps ended up winning last night, which they did. Uh, yes, correct. finally in a shootout too. Um, which is crazy. Did, we're actually two and I two in shootouts, which is weirdly too, because I feel like we're zero and four. Wait, yeah, we're I what? Did, I did write two? down two and two, um, and I, I feel like we've talked about this every year since we won the cup. Um, where is Kuzi? That cocaine has fucking gotten him. It's under, he was he was supposed to be our next superstar. Mm-hmm. Like he, superstar. he was so, so skillful. I guess he's our next Alex uh, Semen. Semen. That's I actually I wrote that down. It's like is it Semen Part Two? Question mark. It seems like it. So I, I think he's he can still turn it around. He's young, I think. You also, I think he's way more talented than Sam ever was. At least we I agree. thought. And that's what, well, make, that's what makes he, it frustrating. Even when Sam was on the team, though, they said he was the most talented player on the team over Ovechkin. And where is he now? 
God knows. Out of the league, I'm sure. But for Kuzi, all right. Yes, I think. One, his expectations were very high for him, rightfully so, because of his outstanding 2018 season and specifically the playoffs. Two, he hasn't lived up to them. Fair enough. But looking at this year specifically, he obviously missed time with COVID. Then he, I mean, he was also... Which our Russian players broke the first freaking day. And... Immediately. (laughs) But vodka cures COVID, so... Um, and then I think he played. He came back, played two games, and then got hurt, and then he missed two games with an upper body injury. And so, like his numbers, yeah, they're not great. Uh, he's only played in twelve games this season, two goals, four assists. I thought he actually played well last night. He, I don't think he ended up on the stat sheet. I think his plus minus was even minus one. I don't know. I don't know how much you know stock you put into plus minus. I don't do that much. I saw him creating opportunities. He made a couple of really nice passes to create scoring changes. And that game felt like a playoff game. Like mm-hmm. both teams were playing really well. So obviously like they didn't end up scoring too much, but I felt like he was creating chances. And I don't know. I, I'm still willing to give Kuzi time. I know he got knocked down well, from the power 100%. play, but I, I still see the talent there. I feel like he's still recovering from his little binge. <laughs> but it's, now it's been two years. Yeah, yeah but a pandemic-shortened season, and then he also has uh, missed yeah. a chunk of this season. I agree. No, I mean, the talent is there. Like, I, I, I want nothing but success for Kuzi, obviously. And, and I think that's what makes it frustrating, though, is because I feel like there was an expectation that we had in him. We saw a potential, and it was really at the end of that the 2018 cup run where, like, he, he's the next in line. Like, you know, he's the heir apparent. He was supposed yeah. to be the heir apparent. You know, Ovi and Backy are going are, are nearing towards the end of their career, un, unfortunately. And I mean, he's the the you hand the baton to him. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, that's what was frustrating about Semin, too, because, I mean, clearly there was talent, natural talent, unlike many. And he has it. And you just can't put it together on a game by game basis. I, I think also, like, no one's having that great of a season this year, which is weird because the caps are number one in the East, but no, like Backstrom is back. I was going to say Backstrom is the exception. Backstrom is the best player on this team right now, which does is crazy. Also. Team, does he lead the team in goals and points? That's backward. Yes. He was, he was in top five in goals in the entire league. Obviously OB missed time too, because of, you know, the Russians, but, yeah, but he's, he's still he's, – he's not playing like Ovi right now. He's He'll not, and he also has also has a pedigree, so it's like he obviously gets a pass. But yeah. no one is playing – like our best players right now are Backstrom, uh, the goalie, and uh, Sherry. Yeah. Like coming into the season, you would never have thought that. You would, you would think Ovi, Carlson. Lifesaver. I love Connor Sherry. Sherry. Weird saying, right? I know. Well, they also, I mean, we have so many former pens now, too. So it's like, it's really hard Haglund. to root. Haglund's a little fucker. I love him. I, I love Haglund. I hated him before. Hated him. I loathed that man. Because he's so good at forechecking. He's such a little fucking pest. He's <laughs> also surprisingly fast. He made oh, a, yeah. he made a lot. He's he one beat, of the fastest in the league. Yeah, he maybe not surprising. He beat a lot of guys to pucks last night, which I love. What he does? Well, fuck my uh, my last 
topic I wrote for the Caps here is is Samsonov on the way. So he already played in a game. He played on Sunday. Uh, and what he uh, nineteen saves on twenty one shots, got the win. I can't. He's still on the roster, right? They didn't put him back on the taxi squad. I don't think. The problem is, is Vitek Vanacek is playing so well. I don't know how you bench him. I mean, he's got a nine ten save percentage. He's letting up less than three goals a game, which is you know pretty well across the league average when goals are up. Uh, he's won ten games. I mean, he's probably in contention for rookie of the year. So yeah. So I don't know how you top four in records in the entire NHL. I don't know how you bench him even for Samsonov. Yeah, especially considering that we entered the season thinking we would have Lundqvist and Samsonov, and then we were out without Lundqvist, and we were like, "Fuck, what are we going to do now?" Now you have this guy who's playing out of his mind for a rookie, and Samsonov is a, I would think, a very serviceable backup if need be. I, I just think, and I think they're being smart too. They gave him time and Hershey. They're easing him back into it um, after the COVID and I think a slight injury. I don't think it was that serious though, but and I think they're doing the right thing. And, you know, maybe at some point down the line, maybe, I don't know if they're having all-star break, but at some point down the line, he'll overtake the starting pos- position, but they're looking good. If you can ride these two guys into the playoffs, that'd be great. I wouldn't be surprised if they also look at a goalie at the trade deadline, though. Okay. A veteran a veteran goalie, because I don't think you ride with Craig Anderson. Yeah, I think you go with these two guys, and if you can get someone better at the deadline, you go for it. But I don't know. It's just hard, because, yes, I would play Samsonov, but it's hard to, to bench Vanacek right now. He's just playing too good. I agree. All right, and then we play Boston again tomorrow. So And then Philly Sunday. These teams, and I, I just love it, and that's what you love about hockey. I mean, they just there is a genuine disdain for one another. They do not love it so like each other. And then, but it's so funny because there's such a camaraderie in the locker room. So then it's like when Hags comes over from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. immediately fucking bro Chara comes from Boston, <laughs> you, and you see how bro they are now. It's like it's unreal. The, the and, Z bit. Oh, I love and, the Z bit. <laughs> and they will they will throw hands with their former teammates just based on the camaraderie of the jersey, the sweater. Oh god, I love it. Then Russians. And fucking Russians. I think it Jesus. says a lot. Yeah, I think that says a lot about Ovi. I think people like playing. I mean, which is crazy because you think of a superstar that has scored as many goals as he has, has won as Maybe many goals. Score. He's a fantastic teammate that guys love playing with him. And he's a guy that obviously takes a spotlight, whether you like it or not. And guys still love playing with him. But, and, and he himself doesn't care about the spotlight. No, he doesn't. He celebrates more when his teammates score than when he scores. And he's also, every time he's scored from this first goal till now, it's the same celebration. Like he's just, he's so fucking happy. And he'll be this, he'll be even more ecstatic when Hagman scores. Or when Chara scores. Yeah. He goes fucking nuts. The the Z bit gets me so good. <laughs> I love the Z bit. I crack up every time. Z, Z, what are you, Z? Oh, hi, Z. <laughs> 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 it's like he's, he's over seven feet on skates. There's no way you don't see him. Crazy Russians. Um, Ian, what's your bet? Get another beer. Uh, plus, plus nine. 
for the Pelicans? Yeah. Miss. Miss? Where are you at right now? We got 25 seconds left. Is it a miss? Did I lose? Yeah, no, he made it. Are you fucking with me? Wait, no. Are you talking about the free free throw? Yeah, it's over. (laughs) The numbers. The the spread. Yeah, I'm I'm streaming it too, so I'm as I'm as behind as you are. No, no, you're probably a little bit above me. It just ended. He won by ten. Oh, I had nine and a half. You stupid fucking. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Vegas knows. All well, right. it, was, it was it was a live bet. Oh. They still know. All right, so you guys ready for the best part of the show tonight? Team Bobby versus Team Ian. Let's do it. The first thing we have to figure out, guys. Hey, Bob. Who is who? Who is Team LeBron? Who is Team Giannis? Does that matter? Well, they were the captains. Well, I mean, KD was the captain, but he did not play, so I said that. Since Kevin Durant is not playing, there's got to be another captain. But we can't just, like, draft them? I thought we... Um, no, like, they can't be a part of the draft pool? That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I think they should all be a part of the draft pool. Okay, okay. All right, then who... We got to we gotta figure out who's going to go first. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to write down a number on a piece of paper from 1 to 10. Tom gets so sliced for this stuff. I know. And then you guys are going to guess closest gets to pick first. You're writing a number one through 10? Yep. Okay. Does that work, guys? Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Bobby, what you got? This is a man who sent us our fancy baseball draft order a month ahead in advance. Um, I'm going lucky number three. Ian. Ovi, number eight. Eight on the dot. (laughs) (laughs) That's bullshit. (laughs) And I thought about doing the prices right where I just say four. Yeah, I thought about it. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go balls to the wall. Yep. Yep. All right, Ian. Remember, we're choosing from the ten starters first. Not KD. Not KD. Who is your first pick? I have an idea. Let's see here. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going Joker all day. With the first pick, the Joker. Fuck yeah. I don't give a shit about all these other people. <laughs> <laughs> except, except one. Well, did you go with the Joker because he's your favorite player to watch outside of the... Yes. The, he is. A I, think, well, I also just think he makes the team that much better. Where, wherever he's on, he's going to make that team better. He's a three-time All-Star. He's averaging 27 points a game, eight Point six assists per game and 11 rebounds. He is almost a triple-double. 8.6 assists say for a big man. The best 
passing big man, I think that's a disrespect to his game. You need to put him up in the conversation of best passer of all time, not just big man. Yeah. His comp is Bill Walton. It should be. And he dominates it. Yeah. And he, but what's always so interesting about watching him in is that he's just, everyone's playing chess. He's playing checkers or, or vice versa. Like, yeah, vice versa. Yes. A hundred percent. He, he, he feels like it looks like he's going in slow motion, but it, he just I, I feel like instinctually he just has like eyes in the back of his head. Like he just it's one of the most impressive things like as a basketball player. That is one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen. It's more impressive than, than LeBron James just being more athletic and better than everybody. Joker, yeah. you look at him and be like, really? He just looks like a villain in a 90s action movie. Um yeah, looks, all right. or, like... or Batman. <laughs> um, all right, Bobby, who is your first pick? Are you going to draft a big man to counteract that? Oh, yeah, I'm going to draft a man who can guard everybody, and that'll be LeBron James. Nothing wrong with drafting the best player in the league. Still. He, he really is, though. He really like he doesn't even have a position like he's just him. He's just, I mean, and you, if somebody says he's not the best player in the league, then I just don't know what to do for you. All right, Ian, you got your center. Who's next? I can't believe he fell to you. Give me bread. Oh, oh. Who'd you who'd you think I was going for? Oh, oh, I know who you think I was going for. Right. I, I already got my passer. All right, you are drafting the NBA's leading scorer, your Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal, 32.9 points per game, 4.8 assists, 5.4 rebounds. Arguably the best isolation scorer in basketball. He is awesome, and I love him so much. So much. Please don't leave us ever. Um, All right, Bobby, what you got? I'm torn between two. Let me see real quick. Um, I do research on the fly. Um, shit. Let's go. Hmm. I wouldn't be mad. There's so many good picks. There are. There really are. are. It's it's overwhelming. Um, uh, I'm going to... Shit, fuck. Uh, I'm going Giannis. Yeah. Ian, that's who I thought you were going to take. Nope, I'm taking Luca. That's who I thought you were going to (laughs) take. Yeah. All right, Giannis to team up with LeBron on the same team. Oh, my God. Well, Luca, Joker, and Brad. Are gone. Ian taking two time. I'm going, I'm going team basketball. You're going team basketball. Luka Doncic, who I guess would be play the three on this team. 28, 9, and 8. One of the best young players in basketball, if not the best young player in basketball. Um, can play multiple positions, can shoot, can do, can really do it all. Um, he is another guy that is just. So fun to watch. All right. Bobby, what you got? 
Um, I'm going to need some more consistent outside scoring. I'll go Steph Curry. Figured you do that. Makes sense. Steph is playing at an MVP level right now. Um, what is he? 29, six and five, seven time all-star best shooter in NBA history. And then you got LeBron and Giannis on the wings with him. All right. Ian, what you got? Stop Kawhi. <laughs> now you got the best wing defender in basketball. Correct. Okay. Do we think this year's NBA All-Star game is actually going to be like last year's? Are they going to actually try? What's their incentive to try? I hope so. It is so awesome. All right. So Ian's got five, four, three, and two. He's that is a solid team. All right, Bobby, what you got? Um, what do I have? I've got five, four, and one. Would one of them play a center? Would LeBron or Giannis play center? I guess Gian- I guess Giannis is more forward. Um. I'll go. Hold on, I gotta look at Ian's team. Who's Brad? Ian's got Joker, Brad Beal, yeah. Luca, Kawhi. Good God. Um. Mm-hmm. One second. Damn. I don't want. Uh, you have to. No, I don't. <laughs> The only way I'm doing that is if I get absolutely stuck with him. Um, oh shit, do I actually have to? I mean, all the true... Nah, nah that's not true, actually. Fuck! <laughs> I was say, all the true guards are gone, except for that fucker. Um, shit. All right, I'll go Kyrie. Yeah, you are. God damn it. I do it. I do it not joyfully. Make Commissioner, make a note. Yep. No, noted. Blah is what I'm putting next to it. Thank you. Yep. God damn it. All right. Ian, we got two guys left. We have Joel Embiid and Jason Tatum. Yep. That's why I went with Kyrie. I had to go with Kyrie because I was I'm, I was okay getting either one of those, but mm-hmm. I couldn't miss out on not getting another guard. See, my my wings are solid. Tatum, I I, I but love Tatum. In that theory, Ian, you would put Luca at point guard. Oh, exactly, hundred percent. Which is fine. He averages nine assists a game. We'll do that. I take Tatum here, or I could put Joker at the four. But that, yeah. Luca one, Brad two, Kawhi three, Joker four. Let's go. 
I think at this point, either way, teams are solid. Teams are solid. Let's go. Again, I'm I'm happy either way, I think. Nope, I'm going modern day. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go Tatum. Nope, I changed my mind. <laughs> Joe, Joe Embiid. Two, two center lineup? No. I lied. <laughs> Make a pick. Yeah, Joe Embiid. Two center lineup. So you're going old school? Yeah, for now. You're just going to you're gonna bang. All right. Bang, bang. So, Bobby, that leaves you, Jason Tatum. I'll take it. Now, Joe Embiid is playing and also is the best uh, season of his career. Philly's the best team in the Eastern Conference. He's averaging 30 and 11. Um, he's a fringe MVP candidate. And then Jason Tatum is also just really coming into his own, uh, 24, 4, and 6. Um, and, you know, he can play multiple positions. He's the best player on Boston's team. So, I mean, when just looking at these two starting teams, you have – just sheer athleticism with Bobby's team and then a shooter and shooters and Curry and, and Kyrie. Where with Ian, you have a lot of length lot and of length. they are, you better hope that the Bobby, your team doesn't miss because they're going to get every single rebound. Yeah. Um, all right. So now we go to the reserves. Ian's up, right? Yep. All right. And I'm going Devin Booker. All right. Devin Booker was the replacement. He was an all-star snub ridiculously. That's why I took it because I knew I was going to get Booker. All All right. You guys need to learn how to play 2K and then play against each other with these rosters. I need a, I guess, a Xbox One. Yeah, I got that. All right. Bobby, what you got? I'm going to go, God damn, what's with these fucking. Mm. We we could have gone three teams on this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's only two. Well, yeah. For the purpose of letting me play. Uh, Yeah. All right. So, Bobby, what you got? Um, All right. I'm stuck between Gobert and Zion for height. You you need a center. I do. I'll go go bear. Arguably the best defensive center in basketball. On arguably the best team in the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz. Parsons. You know they pissed last night. All right. Uh, Rudy Gobert. This is his two-time All Star. Fourteen points a game, one assist, thirteen rebounds, and I don't have his block shots stats in front of me, but he is a defensive-minded center is going to protect the rim at all costs. 
Ian, what you got? 2.7 block shots for Rudy. He's good. I'm going to go... This is tough. This is tough for the guy. guy like you yep. gotta like actually think of like roster depth. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, every, every, and there's a need for each. Like there's yeah. like each player will have a certain role. Let me go. Surprise! You haven't taken them yet. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to hold off on one. James Harden, your favorite player. I will end you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the way that this is looking with everything, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with AD. Yeah, I thought AD was not playing. Why is it listed? Oh, he was just on the list that I made, but I scratched him out because that I sent over. But he he's not playing in okay. the game, right? So he can't beat. You, you you took Gobert, but I'm gonna go. Oh, fuck. I'll, I'll go Zion. Man, you want to play in the paint. Well, I'm going for the paint. But I'm also going for F- athleticism. You got some every, dogs. Every single one of my guys can play inside and out. All right. Bobby? I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, Dame. There, that's who God I thought. Damn it. <laughs> that's who I thought you were. God damn it. Dame, Dame Time, one of my favorite players. That that one hurt me. I'd probably, if, if we're up to me, I'd start him over Kyrie in a heartbeat. Um, 29, in, 8, and 4 per game. In a heartbeat. Did you see his, his game winner last night? I had money on it, and it was beautiful. <laughs> and I knew it was going to happen, too. He was He was like one of eight in the first half. And then in the last three, three, three point shots in two minutes. Oh god! Then when he just does the does the Dame time thing, he doesn't talk shit. God, I love him so much. All right, Bobby, this you, you took Ian's guy. Yeah, that was my guy. But I couldn't I couldn't take Devin Booker and Dame back to back. Where is he going with this? Let's see. Could you go another wing defender? Could you go another big man? You got you got a lot of studs still left over. You know what I'm going with? I'm going with probably the most versatile player who doesn't get talked about. I'm going with Ben Simmons. 
See, I, I was considering him against Dame, but I cannot stand to draft a 76er. So. Ian's got so much length. So much length. Oh, it's going to play. 6'10 center, 16'7 seven and 7. Can't shoot, but um, right now, if it were the defensive player of the year, it's probably him. All right. Bobby, what you got? Um, give me. Uh, let's see. Give me. Hold on, I gotta see my depth. Point guard. Um. Give me Jalen Brown. Okay, first time All Star, twenty four, three and five. One of the better defensive. Oriented perimeter players in basketball. All right. All right, Ian, what you got, bud? This is where. The nitty gritty is mm-hmm. brutal. Yeah. Now we're in it. We're in it. This is the end game. So players available left: Paul George, the Clippers; James Harden, Nets; Zach Levine, Bulls; Donovan Mitchell, Jazz; Chris Paul, Suns; Julius Randle, Knicks; Demontis Sabanos, Pacers; and I never can never pronounce this guy's last name, but Nikola from the Magic. Vucevic. 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 Vucevic means necessary. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. Let's do. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue with my trend, and I'm going to Randall. Julius Randall, first-time All-Star, having a career year. Unbelievable. 23-5-10. The Knicks have the best record they've had in almost 10 years because of him. All right, Bobby, what you got? Um, all right, to uh, I feel like shit. See, I feel like now I'm at the point in every draft that you don't want to be in where now you're drafting to match your opponent. Ah, shit, there's some good names on there too, though. All right, so left over we have James Harden, Paul George, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, DeMontis Sabonis, Nikola Vucevic. 
and Chris Paul. Um, all right. Um, uh, I guess I, I'll go James Harden. You had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 25, 11, and 7. I mean, at this point, you got to take the best player. Yeah. The fact that he's still there is, 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 I think that's a little biased. It's it's kind of stupid that he's still there. I was going to say, I think it's a little biased on our part, but. 100%. (laughs) If anybody else did this, he would have been in the top four picks. Yeah. Yep. All right. I just like team, I like team basketball. No, I do too, but that, it well, that's why, to, he's, that's why, that's why he sat, sat there. there, right? That's why it killed me to do it too. But he is the best player available. All right. You know, I need a. You need by my rationale. Either need stop it. <laughs> Stopped. I think it's the first time a GM has ever told Kuiper to shut up live on air. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Todd, 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 Todd. Todd, Tom, 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 Tom. <laughs> I would do it louder, but Megan's already texting me to be quiet. <laughs> to be fair, it is 1130. To be fair. So I'll try to whisper more. I'm actually going to go... These red stripes aren't helping them. I'm like nervous. <laughs> I'm like really anxious by this draft and it means nothing. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I hope he doesn't pick who I want to pick. Is Simeon... Good. Go- <sighs> the pick is in. I'm going to go CP. Nice. That's... Yeah, I'm going to go CP. If you're sticking by your team basketball, that's who you take. All right. You're damn right. All right, Bob. Um, all right. I'm going to go. Damn. All right. I'm actually. I think. I think. I think I'm happy with where like the draft board currently stands. Like I'm happy with getting any of the remainder guys. So I get three guys left. I'll get two of them. I got, I got to try to play a mind game of who I think Ian would take. All right. So this is who's left over. Paul George, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, DeMontis Sabonis, Nikola Vucevic. All right, I'll go, I'll go. Shit, I'll go. Paul George. That was the right pick. Thank you, thanks, Kype. So one of the best perimeter defenders in basketball, twenty-three, five, and six. Um, coming on, he's having a really, really impressive year. I know it, it didn't work out last season, at least in the playoffs with him, but he was he's back to his usual self. Um, all right, Ian, what you got? 
Nicola. Yeah. Jesus, you're tall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very. And I plan on it. My shit's wherever you are, my guy's going to be there. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Bobby. We have, let's see, is it two players left? No. One, Levine, Mitchell, two, and three, it's a bonus. Three. Three. Um, God, I really would like ah, shit. One second. All right, give me. Where's the last? All right. Uh... Give me Zach Levine. Another career year in Chicago. Twenty-eight, five and five. First time All Star. He's killed it. And why did uh, fucking OKC let go of Billy Donovan? I don't know. That was dumb. I'll never understand that. Chicago lucked into that big time. Did Donovan Mitchell fall to me? He did. Or Sabonis. Oh, because what do I need? Uh, Joker. How easy is it to run a simulation on 2K? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to take uh, Donovan because I, I have enough length. And so I'm surprised he fell to this far. I, I can't believe it. Donovan Mitchell is one of the best players that there is. So my four, five, and five, basically. So my thinking of going Levine there was that he was the middle between Mitchell and Sabonis. So I was good either way. Mm-hmm. Falling on either side of for the last pick. Because he's got some length and also scores. That was my entire draft class. No, I know. That's why I was like, I, I would like to add length and scoring if I could. Yeah. And that was where Levine fell in. Because Donovan Mitchell was like, what, six foot, six one? Maybe six, six two. two? At least. Six two? Donovan Mitchell is. Okay, but Zach Levine's like six. Donovan Mitchell is only six one. I hey. thought he was taller than that. Hmm. Levine's like at least six five, six six. Yeah, he's Zach Levine is six six. Let's see. Zach Levine is six five. Ooh. Anyways, that's my theory is that he was between the two. Okay. I'm actually happy with my team. <laughs> so I put I just wrote up six categories. All right, so they're and all really what's based. kind of what's kind of revolved around what we're seeing in today's basketball. Um, so, just looking at your starters, guys, it's it's kind of like your 
on complete opposite ends of the pendulum. Like a two center lineup for Ian would be really strange to see in today's modern, modern game, at least with how fast everything is. Um, despite that Joel Embiid could probably play defense on the perimeter. I'm not, or Jokic, one of the two. Um, then again, like Bobby, you don't have a single rim protector in your starting five. Um, and well, unless you want LeBron or Giannis, you to don't do count that. Giannis. Yeah. Um, but could they do that against probably the two, the two best centers in basketball in Jokic and Embiid? Yeah. So, like I wrote down like the six categories I have are half court offense, transition offense, three point shooting, half court defense, depth and defensive versatility. Um, half court offense. That's obvious. That's Ian's team. Because if, I mean, if you have a team like the starting five, like this, as, as dynamic as Beal and Doncic are, I mean, Joe kitchen and Embiid want to slow the game down. Mm-hmm. And if you're playing a half court game, Ian's going to win every single time but then in transition when you have the two best transition athletes in in the game and LeBron and Giannis that's advantage Bobby those two can get to the rim on one dribble from like what three point line plus plus Steph or Kyrie pulling up yep um as far as three point shooting is concerned um I mean, Bobby, your starting five, three out of five are all amazing. Like, you know, you have the best shooter in NBA history in Stephen Curry, and Kyrie can obviously shoot. Jason Tatum's got a good shooter, too. Um, Brad Beals, Beals and Doncic's three-point numbers are down this year, but because I feel like that's because they have to do so much on offense already. Yeah. Um, and Kawhi's got a good three-point shot, but, again, that's not really much of his game. Neither it is with Embiid and Jokic. So three-point shooting – you got to give to Bobby again. And then half-court defense, obviously that's Ian again uh, because Stephen Curry and Kyrie are really liabilities on defense, especially if you can switch them in the pick-and-roll situations. I mean, if you're playing pick-and-roll and you switch Kyrie and all of a sudden Jokic or Embiid, or Kawhi or any of those guys are matched up against him, that's an, that's an advantage Ian every single time. Um, half-court defense goes to Ian. Um, the next category, defensive versatility. How many guys – LeBron can play guard one through five. Giannis can basically guard one through five. Jason Tatum could probably guard one through four. Um, Doncic could guard one through three. Kawhi could probably almost practically guard one through five. I think with his length, he could probably guard one through five. Um, and B can cover both four and five. Same with Jokic. Beal, um, you know, his, his defense has gone down again. That's because he has to do he has to do more on offense than anyone else in the NBA at this point. Um, whew. That's freaking tough. <laughs> you didn't have a team passing category. I found that weird. Shit, I missed one. Who, I had pass, a seven. who passes the ball better? <laughs> Steph Curry. James Harden. You take that last one back. He's on my bench. <laughs> so, um, as far as defensive versatility, in just Ian's whole team, then he's also got Ben Simmons and 
uh, excuse me, uh, Julius Randle. For Bobby, you have the best defensive center in basketball in Rudy Gobert. You also have Paul George and Jalen Brown. I feel like that is just advantage push. Um, uh, sorry, it's defensive versatility. Passing, I mean, Ian's got Doncic can pass, Kawhi can pass, Jokic obviously can, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, every single guy on this team can pass. Would maybe Beal the worst passer. Incredible, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, every single one of them can. I mean, especially, I mean, you have two pass-first point guards in Ben Simmons and Chris Paul. I mean, you could even have a lineup with them in the lineup at the same time because Ben Simmons can guard one through four and be the primary ball hander while Chris Paul can still shoot. So, Not even talking about my lineup. I, ben Simmons, I think he can guard one through five. He, if, I think he, I think at the he, minimum, one through four. Like I don't, I don't even give a shit about this. But I think Ben Simmons can guard one through five. He probably can. I hate him so much. I, I, I don't like him. Yeah. See, but what Bobby has that Ian does not is he has lightning in a bottle. Like mm. Steph could drop fifty on you like that. So could I mean, Steph. I mean, Steph, Kyrie, Kyrie. Harden, Green, Dame. I mean, you have. I've, you might not be able but to. But you can't get all those guys on the same on the court at the same time. Small lineup. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm I, that, Tom put a best. Oh, I'm yelling again. Tom put a best. If I if I take my shots, I'm good. But if I miss anything, like you're gonna you're gonna run away with it. I like I like my team. I my team is like the Spurs. Okay, my team is like the Spurs, but athletic. Well, all right, but who's your coach? Do you have Pop? Or and you're. You- yeah, oh, of course it's Pop, because it's me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Bobby, your ideal lineup, in my opinion, is you have LeBron at the three, Giannis mm-hmm. at the four. Mm-hmm. I would put Gobert at five, so you have someone to protect the rim, because you, you need somebody there to get rebounds, block shots. And then Steph and Dame. And Steph and Dame as your one and two. Dame, Dame is one, Steph is two. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. that's what I was thinking too. Also, Ian, I th- your ideal lineup is Jokic at the five, then Luca at point guard, Brad at two, Kawhi at three. Maybe, shit, maybe not. I almost would want it in that off. Like, I might go CP one. I was going to say Chris Paul at point guard, then have Brad at two and Luca yep. at three. So you have two yep. scorers with yep. a passer's point guard. And then Kawhi at four. And Joker. And then Joker at center. So Joker versus Gobert. Kawhi versus Giannis. Joker dominates Gobert. Luca, no. Luca versus LeBron. And see, I think LeBron would absolutely just destroy Luca on defense. Like, That's not even a question. <laughs> then. You know, Brad versus Dame is an amazing matchup. And then Chris Paul versus Steph, that would be awesome. Like, that's must-see TV. Man, that's fun. This is more, – more, please. <laughs> All right. Well, f- two questions. One, did you guys see in the actual draft that Donovan Mitchell actually went last? <laughs> did he? We were just talking about how he fell so hard in our draft, he went dead last in the actual draft. Get the fuck out of here. The, That's so disrespectful. The the two jazz players went one two last place. 
or I guess penultimate and then final. They don't like them. Like, I feel like the Jazz do not have the respect of the rest of the league, and they freaking deserve it. Um, they deserve it. You know why? Because yeah. they play team ball. Just yeah. like this. So, I mean, in, in my eyes, seeing this, like, if Bobby, Bobby's team can play and transition, just run. Yeah, that's true. If the game is slowed down, Ian wins. It, it depends who dictates the game. No, see, I, I pick defenders for we the transition. control the tempo of the game. <laughs> I picked the transition defense on purpose. Luca, Kawhi, Ben Simmons, Julius Randle, those are all defensive players on, on the transition. Yeah, but Kawhi and Julius Randle are on your stuff. bench. Say what? I said Kawhi and Randle are on your bench. Kawhi's not on my bench. No, he did. I'm, in, I'm in in reference to a two-center lineup. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. But then... They, they, but then they can't guard him down low. Let's go. Yeah, I can't guard him down low. See, again, Rudy can only do so much. Do is, I guarantee. I guarantee the fan fandom would would go to towards Bobby. But as a basketball mind, I'm putting it right there. I would. I would, I would agree with that. So I'm gonna put these. I don't know if I could do the whole rosters, but I'm gonna put the starting fives in a simulation on 2K and see what we get. That's going to be really fun. So why can't you do the full rosters? Just curious. I, I haven't played 2K in, God, since that Jordan um, so the, version. 2K has like a like a blacktop option where you can play, like come up with your five and five on five and pick any current player in the league. Um, I don't know if I could create like an entire like. like there's no that? like create. 12 create. person roster. Yeah, it's a big roster. That I don't know how to do. but That's fine. No, I mean, honestly, you did starters for starters. And can I change my starters to make sure Dave is? I didn't yeah, let, fuck with Kyrie Irving. You guys give me your preferred ideal lineup, your closing lineup, and then I'll put it through a simulator. Open and closed? No, it has to be just one, right? Just to close. I, I'm going whatever Tom said. I'm going Dame, Steph, LeBron. Uh, Giannis. Giannis. I mean, you, the thing is, you have you have the MVPs. I do, but I'm but I'm going with the I'm going Spurs. I'm I'm going Spurs. Oh no! Fucking I, yeah, no. I have the sexy picks. You have like the the basketball picks. Yes. You know what's what's interesting to see is how Giannis and like LeBron would play together because they both play a very similar game. Yeah. Um, and they're on the same team this year. They are. LeBron took him first. Fucking KD took Kyrie second overall. Fuck off. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. Making favors. Guys, this was fun. How are we doing on time, Bob? Uh, hour 42. Perfect. I feel like that's kind of like our... Sweet spot? Sweet spot. Yep. All right, just to recap, Washington football team is in great financial position in terms of their football team. It's going to be exciting free agency and off season coming up in the next two weeks. Uh, keep it locked in here on the put me in coach podcast for the latest updates and any trades, free agent signings, moves, such like that roster moves. Um, and then also caps are good. Still question marks there around though. Um, and we'll have the, uh, I almost said Celtics, Bruins again tomorrow night and Flyers Sunday night.
uh, I believe at 7 o'clock, all on NBC Sports Washington. And NBA All-Star Game is this weekend, right? Saturday? Saturday night? I think so. Anyways, it's this weekend. Bradley Beal is mm-hmm. starting. Be sure to watch it because Bradley Beal is amazing, and he's the best scorer in the league. Yes, please. Uh, um, Tom is going to run our All-Star Simulator and report back at a later date. Until then, guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Put Me In Coach podcast on any podcasting platform, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud. Spread the word. Subscribe, like, share. We appreciate everyone who tunes in and comments and feeds back to the show. At Tom underscore Natalie for Thomas. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. At Ian underscore Foster 21 for Ian. PMIC podcast across the board on all social medias. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you later. My watch is ended. This has been Put Me In Coach Podcast. Screw you guys, I'm going home.